Thanks for bearing with us with Principle 2. If you're listening to today's episode, you've made it to Principle 3. Today, we're talking about action. Hey, my name's Chris Decker, grateful believer in Jesus Christ in recovery for alcoholism, sex and porn addiction, and codependency, and I'm joined here by... Hey, Chris, it's John Rizzi. Uh, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ in recovery for sex addiction, struggling with lust. So... Principle three is to consciously choose to commit all my life and will to Christ's care and control. Happy are the meek. Matthew 5, 5 is the corresponding verse. And this coincides with step three. We made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Romans 12.1. So here we are, step three. We're, we're, We're taking steps in order to build on each other. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors, and then our lives had become unmanageable. So this is our coming out of denial. And in step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So now we're in step three, and we're turning things over to that greater power, Jesus Christ. Uh, So we're in lesson six of the 24 lessons in the Celebrate Recovery 12-step step study program. Uh, And this one, like all of them, has has an acrostic. This one is action. The AA stands for accept. So this is making the decision to accept Jesus as my higher power. And a lot of guys, I think, start recovery. I know I started recovery um, before taking this step of accepting Christ. I was I was a non-believer when I started recovery. Uh, how about you, Chris? When I started recovery, I was a believer. I was coming to CR, but actually my first introduction to recovery, I would say happened a lot earlier than that. Um, I attended an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting at like, I think I was 18 Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, nah, this isn't the place for me. Yeah. And then, um, Then I tried different other secular recovery forums like Reddit and things like that where guys were trying to get together to like quit their porn habit. Mm. But I just, I didn't find any peace or I didn't find any victory. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And you've talked about uh, Russell Brand, who's not a a Christian theologian. That was the first 12 step book I read. Yeah. Yeah. Recovery. And, and, you know, his step one is. You know, he has a little bit more of a colorful language that he uses. <laughs> He's a little but it, it got through to me, and yeah. I remember. I, I thanks for bringing that up. I read the book, and I remember reading about step four, and then thinking, "Wow, I would love to do that." Yeah, because Just, like get all your stuff out. Yeah, because he painted this picture of meeting with a sponsor, reading an inventory to the sponsor. And the freedom that comes from that. And I held on to that picture 
for several years until I actually did it. Yeah, wow. Well, stay tuned because we're going to talk about step four here. We'll get there. Yeah. There's a reason why they're in order. (laughs) Correct. Uh, So the C in action is commit. And this is about asking for and following God's will for my life. We talked about this a little bit when we were talking about sanity or, you know, being able to discern what God's will for my life is, I, I find I find challenging, but I think I overcomplicate it sometimes. Uh, you know, there's some simple directions in, in Scripture that <laughs> that are really easy. Something like uh, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you, for me, in Christ Jesus. That's pretty clear, right? Uh, not easy to do. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. But maybe I often think, like, if I got a little bit better at that, maybe God would reveal even more to me. I don't know who said this or where the where it comes from exactly, but you you're never truly all in on something if you have two feet in two different things. Like, if you start a side hustle and you still have your full time job. You know, how seriously are you taking both? Yeah. You, you know, you're trying to to, to, to to balance both. And it's commit is an action of this is the one. Mm. Like commit in this sense is I'm no like I, I'm accepting that I'm not of this world and that I want to follow Christ and commit all of my life and will to Christ's care and control is like taking your hands off the steering wheel and letting him drive. Wow. And that's kind of scary, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, you're, you're talking about having intentionality and focus. And uh, I know I am very easily distracted. So the T in action is turn it over, all of it, the big and the small. And I, you know, it, it's kind of a cliche, but everything is small to God right? I mean, he's God. Um, But I know for me, sometimes I'll be comfortable turning something big over. Like, okay, God, like my sobriety. Mm. That's something that I turned over and and he's delivered for me. Uh, But then there's little things and those seem to be much harder uh, because I almost feel like, oh, I don't want to bug God with this. This is too small. But, But he cares about everything. Can you give me an example? Of something small? Yeah. Mm, uh, It could be anything. It could be an email that I received that I'm really frustrated by, that I want to send a snarky response to, or that I get offended by, or, you know, that spins me up. And and rather than just say, hey, God, you know, change my heart posture on this, or help me respond to this, or help me let go of this offense, I cling to it so I can get worked up. And I think that there's, there's probably some adrenaline that goes with that or, or and, and there's tons of little things and you know just going to an event praying for getting there safely finding parking hitting green lights i mean those are little mm. things right <clears throat> um do you have any problems turning turning stuff over <sighs> yeah yeah I do sometimes. It's not easy, huh? It's kind of like this wrestling match. Definitely when it, you, you know, you say the email thing, mm-hmm. 
it came up for me this morning. My business partner sent me a text with a link to a software that, you know, we're about, we're, we're launching like a course platform, like a premium content platform. We're going to charge a subscription to it. And, um, we had already evaluated a lot of options, this, that, or the other. And he's kind of just innocently sending me an option. Mm-hmm. It happened to be pretty early in the morning. Um, and I got immediately defensive. Like, why the heck are you sending this to me over text? This is my quiet time. What are you doing? This is a, just a, cr- a crappy piece of well-marketed <laughs> software that we're just going to save 20 bucks a month off. Why would you even send this to me? Send it over Slack next time. Mm. I just really went off on him for no particular reason. Yeah. I did not turn that over. I didn't turn it over. I, I, I wanted to hold on to that one and make sure he knew how pissed I was. Yeah. In my quiet time. <laughs> yeah. How dare you interrupt my quiet time? How dare you interrupt my quiet time? But I missed the whole point of quiet time. Isn't that it, though? Like, we're, we're supposed to be connected to God in that moment. And something pulls us away from it. And it's it happens in a nanosecond. It's so fast. And, and you would think I would be more grounded at that time. And I would be less susceptible to overreact. And yet, if it steps on a nerve or triggers something. You know what? I angrily read my Bible the rest of that quiet time. Yeah. And wow. it's hard to read David's Psalms in an angry voice because they're not meant to be read that way. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, you know, that's just telling people we're living there and practicing the recovery lifestyle. And these things hit us all the time. Like the recovery lifestyle is building the discipline of the right habits and like things in your life. But that doesn't mean the enemy's not going to creep in into those things too, because he absolutely will. Right. He will. He will. Yeah. And the next next time that happens, you know, in I think that you'll probably have a better reaction to it because you're reflecting on it now. You, you're you know confessing it or on this. Think podcast. think about what this person did. They were excited about something and wanted to share it with me. Yeah. And they're met with my negativity and it, it it was a it didn't make any sense there was no demonstrated grace there I, I i had no witness in that moment you know so anyhow but did you already <laughs> apologize and make your amends we've done that today yeah, yeah. pretty and much instantly like an hour afterward i'm like oh my god what have i done well and that's another <laughs> part of this recovery lifestyle because fast amends yeah. amen to that right like in, in the past how long would you have held on to that a month and then blew up later right yeah yeah so you know that's that that's that's turning it into a victory way to go man okay the uh the eye in action is it's only the beginning accepting christ is a one-time decision following him is daily choices i think this one's really important and, and maybe sometimes it's even more than daily choices. I mean, they're, they're, these are moment by moment choices that I need to be making. Uh, and, I, and I know I'm going to screw up a bunch of them, but grace is always got me. And I think that that's really important. So this, this is interesting. So it's, it's only the beginning. In the third principle, we make the initial decision to accept Christ as our personal Savior. Then we can make the commitment to seek and follow God's will. 
The new life that begins with this decision is followed by a lifelong process of growing as a, as a Christian. Philippians 1.6 puts it this way, God, who began the good work within you, will keep right on helping you grow in his grace until his task within you is finally finished. Mm. Interesting. So to compare the third principle to buying a new house. First, you make the decision to buy the new house, but that's only the beginning. There are still more steps you need to take before you actually can move into the house. You need to go to the bank, apply for a loan, get an appraisal, complete the escrow, contact the moving company, contact the utility companies, survive moving day, etc., etc., etc. It's only the beginning. So this this like this choosing to commit it's not like everything is going to be turned over right away. It's going to take some time. It's only the beginning. Yeah, I, I love that verse because it's a reminder that you know, God's not done with me. And I think that I, I truly believe with every fiber in my being that the only reason that I'm still alive is there's more that God wants me to do. And it's my job to figure out what that is. And you know, in order to do that, I need to to plug into him, to connect with him, to read his word, mm -hmm. to prayer, to, to pray, to meditate, to go to group, right? All the things that we do in the recovery lifestyle so that I can uh, align my will to his. Okay, the O in action is one day at a time. You know, we, we only have now. Uh, in in Corey's um, book, Out of the Darkness, he has these... Um, kind of continuums <clears throat> and one of them is the joy of the present uh, and, and that's where I want to be I want to be living in the joy of the present on one extreme there's the fear and the anxiety about the future and then on the other extreme there's the shame and guilt of my past and I need to stay away from those and stay focused on being present being present here with Chris as we're talking to you being present with my wife when I go home not letting my mind wander back and forth between what's going to happen next and what has happened in the past and it's so I don't know about you for me I'm a planner so I'm always thinking about what's next uh, and then it's easy for me to swing all the way to the other side and have all these regrets and shame and guilt come up from the past so Thank you. I mean, a little bit about the, the, the present here. This is from a, a sermon with the title, Faith to Get You Through Strategies for Stressful Times, um, credited to Tom Holliday. Um, and then this point two, so point one was by faith you step out, but point two, this is interesting, by faith you stay. Um, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. His whole point here was build your present on the foundations of the future, hmm. God's future. Having faith in the everyday routine of life. Build your foundation, right? Build your present on the foundations of the future. And that, that principle of one day at a time, it may not, it may not feel like you're making a ton of progress when you go to a meeting. It may not feel like you're making a ton of progress when you choose to go to church today 
when you choose to read your Bible today. But there is a there is a certain compound interest that happens over enough time that change is made. That's why streak trackers are so powerful, <laughs> right? Like, like people don't want to break the chain. They don't want to break the streak. That's how sobriety, that's how long-term sobriety is built, one day at a time. And before you know it, one day turns into a week, into a month, into a year. And I'll just tell you right now, I mean, initially breaking up with porn and, and masturbation and, and staying sexually sober, it was like one minute at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and now a year and a half in, I can't even fathom not making it to two years. Right. To break that streak, the consequences seem very dire. I think that that's totally like it, it gets, and that only increases over time. Actually, I, absolutely, and I think it get, it gets to a point where I know for me this happens, and it happens uh, more frequently than I'd like. But I'll recognize a situation where it's like, oh, this would be one of those times where I would have gone and looked at porn or jerked off, uh, and. Am I going to do that? Like, no, I'm not going to mm -hmm. throw away all this sobriety on that. But, but the temptation still comes. And then I have to literally make the choice to say, no, I'm not doing that. You know, that, that would be stupid and foolish mm. for me. And, and you know, that decision is a lot easier eight going on nine years in than it was, you know, eight days or eight weeks in. Um, <clears throat> that doesn't mean that it's easy or that sobriety is ever easy. It's not, uh, but, but you know, one day at a time, <laughs> one moment at a time as Literally. the serenity prayer says. Okay. The last, uh, letter in the acrostic for action is N next step. And this is about accepting Jesus. And, and there's a, in, um, in the recovery book, he's got this, uh, yet another, um, acronym f or acrostic uh, for asking these questions to form my spiritual base that Pastor mm -hmm. Rick Warren came up with. So there's there's four questions for these four letters, uh, and it's you know if the B is do I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and showed He was God by coming back to life. <clears throat> um, the next question is uh, the A. Do I accept God's free forgiveness for my sins? There's a verse that goes with this, Romans 3.22. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. This is, uh, I think this is one we spend a lot of time on in recovery. Um, because I think it's one of those things that has to be really pounded into uh, a lot of addicts and also even a lot of just believers because a lot of people raise in a, like a works-based salvation which we know that's that's not true my you can't earn it yeah. i can't earn salvation my my works come from the fact that i am saved not the other way around um and then i i also think that as addicts when we look at the wreckage that we've created it's it's easy to um feel like we don't deserve forgiveness uh, because, you know, humanly, maybe we don't. But we're not talking about human forgiveness here. 
we're, we're talking about God's forgiveness and, yeah. and he gave us that already through Jesus. Um, and leaning into that, I think is really important because then I become a better person. And, and then as my actions are, are improved, then I start to earn the f- earthly forgiveness. And I know as Christians, we're, we're instructed to just forgive, like we have to forgive. And there's a difference between forgiveness and allowing people back in and having boundaries and all that. And, and we can talk about that nuance some other time. But there are things that I've done in my past that are borderline unforgivable. And it takes, I believe, it takes time for those I've hurt to to forgive me. Don't you think that's 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 right? Well, there's like a, a rebuilding of trust. Yeah, and, okay, that's a better way to put it. And uh, I'll just say like, when I did a full confession to my wife of my infidelity and my sin and all this, actually, it was probably the first time I was 100% openly, truly vulnerable and honest with her. Mm-hmm. And from there, God was able to start building an actual foundation in our relationship. Prior to that, it was built on very superficial things. So, I don't know, take that as you will. But, um, yeah, I mean, what do you want to build your life on? Do you want to build it on the foundations of the world, which are rocky, thorny, you know, shifty at best? Yeah. or? the permanent and everlasting foundation of the entire universe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that will with, withstand the storms, won't it? Okay, the third question, the S in base, is do I switch to God's plan for my life? <clears throat> so there's a couple verses here too. Um, in Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 18, One day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. I I love the, the imagery of this. I mean, can you imagine? It's just like, drop everything and go. Because they knew. They could tell this was the right thing to do and <clears throat> and and it's easy for me to think like oh well, well yeah i would do that if J- jesus literally walked up to me and said Follow imagine me. the modern day equivalent right that's literally john leave because that's how they were making money that was their employment livelihood everything they knew the way they were paying their rent the way they were feeding their family it's radical and that today means like, John, would you quit your job on the spot and follow Jesus? <laughs> yeah. It's a hard, it's a tough one. Right. I mean, I, 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 how are you going to make your mortgage payment? Like it's so much uncertainty, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's where my faith can be weak. So then it's like an, almost like a negotiation. Well, Jesus, can I follow you and still make this paycheck? <clears throat> and, and I think the answer to that is yes. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, like... Like, I, I don't think God's advice is to stop providing for your family. Like, that's not the yeah. case here. But that th- those were the those were the stakes for those people was like, leave everything behind. Yeah, it's incredible. Okay, the E is 
Uh, do I express my desire for Christ to be the director of my life? If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9. You know who gets the credit for a movie? The director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? What makes yeah. a bad movie? Is it a bad director? I don't know. Hmm. Well, I can certainly be a bad director of the movie of my life. Uh, and so allowing Jesus to be the director of the movie of my life is sound advice. Putting that into practice on a daily basis, I think, takes a lot of intentionality and focus. And it's way too easy for me to be distracted. I can be super focused in morning quiet time, especially if I'm not interrupted. Uh, which typically I'm not, but you know, y your story where you were interrupted, occasionally um, I do my quiet time really early, so nobody in the house is up, but every once in a while, my wife comes down and turns on the TV, and I'm in quiet time, and I'm wanting to be like, come on, don't you see I'm, I'm in quiet time here? It's like, Look how spiritual I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're interrupting it. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's that's not the right that's reaction. It, it's yeah. But but my point is how easy it is to get off track. And so when I'm finished with quiet time, how often is it like, okay, quiet time's over, boom, now I'm going to go do my day. Mm. And I'm, I'm not bringing, bringing God with me on all of those things that I have to do, my commute and then checking email and then Right, allowing projects. him to be the director is like in, in all of it. All of it. Can you imagine if E.T. was not directed by Steven Spielberg? <laughs> right. It probably would have sucked. Well, think about this. Can you imagine if Jesus was not the director of your life today? Well, I don't have to imagine it. it he wasn't. And it was a train wreck. What was it like? It was a disaster. What is it like now? It's a lot better. <laughs> it's getting better, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's the A/B test we've talked about in the past, right? Like, I, I, yes, I know. We're experimenting for you, so you don't have to. We're it, telling yeah. you this is better, <laughs> right? Yeah, we've we've lived the mistakes of not having Jesus as the director, and I was the selfish director, and I was manipulative, and I was lying, and I was doing things that were wrong. And now I do less of that. And, and my marriage is better for it. My, my relationships are better for it. My, my life is better for it. There's a prayer here. I want to do this prayer. This one? Yeah. I'm going to do both. Okay. Um, if you're ready to take this step, um, we're going to pray together. We're going to use this prayer to recommit to continue to seek and follow God's will. Only if you're ready. If you're listening, only if you're ready, um, you can follow along in this prayer. Dear God, there are some here listening to this podcast that need to make the decision to commit their lives into your hands. To ask you into their hearts as their Lord and Savior. Give them the courage to silently do so right now in this moment. It is the most important decision they'll ever make. Pray with me if you're ready. I'll say a phrase and you repeat it in your heart. Dear God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins 
so I can be forgiven. I'm sorry for my sins, and I want to live the rest of my life the way you want me to. Please put your spirit in my life to direct me. Amen. Amen. If you just prayed that uh, for the first time, I want you to let someone know. You can let us know. You can let us know. If you're a subscriber to our devotional, just reply in any of those text threads and it will go directly to us. Uh, you can email admin at 1199.org. So that's A-D-M-I-N at the number one, the number one, the number nine, the, the word nine, dot org. You can leave a comment review on this podcast. I mean, there's so many different ways you can find me, Chris Decker, on LinkedIn or, or many social media platforms. You can let us know. You can let someone else in your, in your life know. But uh, we'd love to talk to you and um, just congratulate you for making that decision. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> so there's some questions in this lesson. Uh, want to read them and then we can go back and decide which one we want to do. I think if we, we got time for one or two questions, yeah. We read them all and people can kind of listen and, and contemplate on those and then we'll pick one or two and share on them. So the questions are, what difference have I noticed in my life now that I have accepted Jesus Christ as my higher power? Question two is, how has my definition of willpower changed? since I've been in recovery. Three, what have I been able to turn over to God? Four, what do I fear turning over to his care? Five, what is keeping me from turning them over? Question six, what does the phrase live one day at a time mean to me? Number seven, what is a major concern in my life? And the last one, what's stopping me from turning it, the major concern, over to my higher power, Jesus Christ. Mm. All right, well, we already touched on one, like the differences, right, in the A-B testing. Um, so let's pick another one. What have you been able to turn over to God, Chris? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, I've been able to turn over addictions addictions to alcohol and excessive binge drinking addiction I'm turning over my addiction to pornography sex masturbation this one I'm still actively in even though I have some sobriety it's it is still a process um, I turned over marijuana recently I'm turning over codependency. I'm turning over control. I'm turning over my need to be right. Mm. I'm turning over my finance. I've turned over my finances. Um, that one is, I mean, it's still, it's the, 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 the rearing ugly head of fear and worry still comes up. But overall, there is a feeling of peace in that area more and more. Um, turning over my marriage. So notice how I said turning mm -hmm. is that you can make the decision to turn something over right now. And if you don't follow through on continuing to turn it over, it can very easily go back to where it was before. Yeah. It's a constant thing. It is. It's a frustrating <clears throat> process. 
especially if you if I get any kind of victory where it's like a a one and done turnover, and then I think like, oh, shouldn't everything be that way? And it's dangerous not, thought pattern, <laughs> right? Like it's so it's so unrealistic. Uh, and I, I love the way you describe that as as this process because there's a bit of a wrestling match that goes on. You know, I turn over my finances by reminding myself the money's not mine, it's God's. Uh, I'm giving my tithe very, very um, religiously. Uh, But then something happens, uh, an unforeseen expense uh, or uh, a loss in the stock market or um, whatever, and then it's like, ah, come on. Uh, very easy to get frustrated or I start thinking about, you know, I don't want to work forever. Do I have enough to not work? He says, don't worry about it. I'll (laughs) take care of you. I want to worry about it because I need to plan. Right. And and that's the process of turning. For me, like something like SA and remember our, our definition for SA sobriety is no sex with self or anyone else other than our wives and no, uh, and no taking in of any inappropriate material like pornography. <clears throat> uh, I surrendered that and was that's, that was it uh, almost nine years ago. No relapses. Um, why did that, why was that successful and so many other things in my life that I need to turn over aren't as successful? I don't know. I think God's teaching me and molding me and trying to uh, make me relinquish control. And and that's something that I'm uh, sometimes reluctant to do. All right. Well, should we do one more as an open share? Um, let's just open share, open share. Whatever's on your spirit, maybe. Okay. Want me to start? Yeah. Hey, you guys, my name is John. I'm a follower of Jesus. Uh, I am in recovery for sexual addiction. I struggle with intimacy and anorexia. John. Hey, you guys. Um, well, we had this question or a similar one uh, last night. What is a major concern in my life? Um, or what am I worrying about was our question last night. And uh, I am really good at worrying and I need to be less good at worrying. I, I, I've probably shared this in here before, how Pastor Rick talks about, you know, if I have the energy to worry and the capability to worry, I can have the same energy, point this to that same energy towards praying. Because what Paul tells us in Philippians 4 is to not be anxious about anything, but with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present our request to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What an amazing promise. The peace that passes understanding? Are you kidding me? Why don't I tap into that more? Because basically what that boils down to is don't worry, pray. <clears throat> and And I don't know about you, but I find that when I pray or journal prayer about the things that I'm anxious about, there's a, there's a, there, there is a sense of peace. Um, you know, it, it doesn't last as long as I'd like, but then all I have to do is pray again. 
Thanks, guys. I'm John. Thanks, John. Hey, it's Chris. Still a grateful believer in recovery for alcoholism, sex, and porn addiction, and codependency. That hasn't changed yet. Um, hey, Chris. Yo. <laughs> I'm still worried. I'm worried. Despite the Lord's hand in every aspect of my life, in every aspect of my business, our business, we are the, you know, all of this, I still fear that at any moment it could all be taken away. Mm. Um, and that fear and that worry is me trying to control it can't control it um i'm tired today i'm pretty tired i don't have a lot to share other than i need to continue to be mindful that the more good that happens in my life the more that I'm working these steps. The more that recovery is is there, the more there will be an equal opposing force from the enemy. In fact, it actually has the the force has to increase as my recovery increases. It, it is a direct. It, it is a pretty much balanced. It's like oh, I can thwart those attacks from the enemy. Like the same things that work today that, that I'm able to get over with God's help, like he's going to try new stuff tomorrow. You know, it doesn't stop. Like I'm not going to be immune um, because the enemy's crafty. He's going to keep trying new things. So thanks guys. Wow. Thanks Chris. Uh, let me pray for us. Heavenly father, we've made a decision to turn our lives and wills over to Christ's care and control but so often we take it back why do we do that because we want control because we want to be God because we don't think you're doing it right we want things the way we want them and and what we really need is to ask you to change our to just transform us to, to align our wills with your will to get out of ourselves and out of the things that we want to control and just trust you. And that's really hard for us to do, but we have faith and we love you and we thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.